Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question comes from another Amy on Facebook who said, Moms of teenagers, how do you stop trying to micromanage their worlds? My daughter is no longer interested in an extracurricular activity she's done for years. I'm trying to talk her into continuing, but she's pushing back. It's hard to know when it's okay to let teenagers decide what things they want to do as opposed to the things you think are good for them to do. Amy, here's how I approach this. And by the way, I check with my teenagers and they agree with me on this advice. So this is teenager tested. For all kids, some of the time, and some kids maybe a little more of the time, parents do have to micromanage the things that really matter. But that means that everything can't matter. Making mistakes is part of what kids have to learn and deal with before they leave home. They also have to learn how to make time for what matters, how they cannot do it all, and most importantly, how to live with consequences of their mistakes. So how do you know which things you're supposed to push on and what things you are not? I think it's clear when the consequences are, if you don't take the ACT, you're not going to be able to go to college. That's when you micromanage. That's when you make sure the form gets handed in. That's when you make sure the kid graduates. If it's, but if you quit chorus, you might regret it. That's when there's a little bit more of a gray area you can unpack. So let's use chorus as an example. I don't know what Amy's daughter does. I'm using this as an example. So say Amy's daughter has done chorus for years. She's good at it. She likes it. And if she quits, she might regret it. But on the other hand, if Amy's daughter changes her mind later, she can maybe rejoin. She can join a different chorus. If it's about her having enough activities for her college applications, it's still on the list of activities. So for this kid who is not my own, who is a hypothetical kid doing a hypothetical activity, it's easy for me to say, well, I'd let her quit. It's a lot harder when you see your kid with a real talent, with time and effort put in. It's a lot harder when that chorus teacher calls you at home and says, what do you mean she's quitting? She's actually really talented. She shouldn't be doing this. Then I think you present it to the kid. Then I think you talk about it. Then I think you maybe present to them that you do think that this is hasty or ill-considered or a mistake, but then you do have to let them decide. In the case of a kid quitting an activity that's taken a lot of time, that she's really enjoyed, that she's put a lot into, I wouldn't let her quit to do nothing. Say Amy's daughter's a junior and she's taking three AP classes and she can't handle course right now because she's also trying to get ready for the SAT or the ACT, then maybe that is a time then she can take course out. If she's taking course out to hang out at home and look at her phone, 
then you suggest to her that it has to be replaced with something, another activity, a job, something like that. So this is always my basic rule, right? I will let my teenagers go to school underdressed. I'll say something. I'll say it's 25 outside, but the windshield makes it feel like 11, but I won't make them put a coat on. On the other hand, I would not let them go camping for the weekend without a coat on when the consequences of the decision they might have to live with are larger than their ability to handle it. If there are consequences to their action that will be severe that they're not able to see, then I think you got to step in. But your kids have to win some battles, right? And you are at the point in your relationship with your teenagers probably where they're battling with you on everything. They're individuating. It's part of their job. Your kids have to decide some things for themselves. That battle of will is kicking in. And if you don't want them to fight you about everything you say or do or suggest, then you can't fight them about everything. If everything is being rejected, if the thing that your teen is rejecting right now has ramifications that are significant and unchangeable and beyond a teen's horizon to see and plan for, then I think you do say something. Then you push back. And even then, sometimes we have to let teenagers make choices that we're pretty certain are mistakes because guess what? Allowing our kids to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes is part of our job because it is part of them becoming mature adults. Send us your parenting questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at com. Thanks for listening. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks.